It's Sophia Franklin. You are listening to Sophia with an F. And the F is for phenomenal. (laughs) This podcast is rated F. I'm just not a very sexual person. And so it's extremely like not your personality not my personalities if I'm not doing it in real life why should I think that I should be paid to do it I guess and like force myself to do things that I wouldn't usually do Can you feel it, Sloots? The days are getting warmer and spring has officially sprung, which means spring break is here. Which, for the older folk, that basically means people are going outside, they're staying outside, and they are staying out way longer. But the thing is, who wants to deal with those post-party struggles? I know I don't. I mean, I quite literally and physically can't at this stage in my life. And that's where my spring break essential comes in, which is Taste Salute. Say goodbye to the Sunday Scaries with Taste Salute's hydrating drink mixes. Listen, I started my spring break a little bit early last weekend when my best friend Allie came to town And we had a night or two on the town. And how I felt, honestly, come Monday morning was better than any spring break party you can imagine. And that is a rare occurrence for me and has only started happening since I've started drinking Taste Salute religiously. Because unlike those big name brands we all know, Salud knocks it out of the park with their one-of-a-kind flavors. I'm drinking one right now. And no, it's not because I plan on drinking any kind of alcohol, but just because I'm trying to get hydrated and energized. I'm obviously drinking the horchata flavor, but you got to enjoy flavors like cucumber lime, hibiscus, and... They even have mocktails now. Say hello to Paloma and Strawberry Margarita. Filled with electrolytes and vitamins that support hydration and boost immunity with less sugar. I'm talking only one gram of sugar per stick. This is exactly what you need to get your Sunday fun day going, regardless of what the rest of the day entails. And here's the best part. They're sharing the love with all of my listeners. Enjoy 10% off your first purchase with the code SOFIA10 at checkout. That's S-O-F-I-A and the number 10 at tastesalude.com. Cheers to health this spring break season with Salute. Were you about to tell me something crazy? No, but I just, I always say crazy things. So uh-huh. I just want to save only the crazy things that I'm comfortable with saying for other people to hear. Okay. So like <laughs> not for everyone to hear yeah, is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. So you'll tell me like the crazy, crazy shit after. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I have no filter. So anything. Neither do I, <laughs> which is kind of gets me in trouble, but is also way more fun. 
Lana Rhodes. Hi, thank you for being here. I'm doing this new thing where I like don't intro my podcast like a weirdo. Like usually I would sit here and be like, hi everyone. Welcome to Sophia with an F. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. And like my guest is just sitting there like waiting. No, and I don't feel like you need it. Like that's a bit corny and everyone, corny. everyone does it. So like forget it. There's so many podcasts now, like make yours different. No intro. Thank you. But Lana, okay. We met like seven years ago or some shit. Not seven. Five. <laughs> like four or five. Okay. Yeah. Because it was when I first started dating. Um, what's his face? Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Mike doesn't, he's not really a big fan of me anymore. Really? Mm-hmm. Why so? It's kind of a long story, but not. Like basically he said, he was like doing an interview and was fucking, or I was texting him. Yeah. While he was doing this interview. However, he's like talking to him <laughs> like right, right away. And he says out loud, I think Sophia's like trying to date me. Um, And then it was published. So then I did an interview with Jeff Wittick. Yeah. And I think Jeff brought it up. And I was like, Mike tried to fully make out with me and I turned him down. And then that really upset him. He's a bit of a big mouth too. They all do, but I think yeah. his girlfriend really didn't like that. But it happened oh. before they were a thing. Yeah, that's why me and him quit being friends too, because he has a girlfriend now. So. Yeah, and she doesn't like that. No. I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't think she likes me either. But. I don't think, I mean, I don't like saying bad things for other girls, but I just don't think she likes other girls in general is yeah. what it seems like. So I kind of. But to each their own. Yeah. yeah. I got that vibe too. But you know what? This is about you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't want to talk shit about anyone. Like, all no. girls are different. Like, some are young. They haven't made it to certain points in their life yet where they're, you know, comfortable with things. So Very true. And what it is. I could see you being intimidating, right? Like, oh, my God, it was Lana Rose. Oh, my God, no, she shouldn't be. Because, <laughs> first of all, me and Mike had been broken up for, what, like, three, four years yeah. before they even met and haven't hooked up since we broke up. Like no, actually one time, maybe like a year ago, we were like, yeah, let's hook up. And Mm -hmm. like, we went to do it. We just started laughing and (laughs) it was really weird. We shut the fuck up. And you couldn't go through with it? No. Because you guys just hit such like a friend. Yeah. We're like brother and sister (laughs) vibes. Yeah. I mean, I... (laughs) I haven't sucked my real brother's dick and I wouldn't, but I understand. <laughs> Honestly, like, I don't have a brother, but I'm sure if I had one, he would be hot, like, maybe. <laughs> like, he would be sexy as shit. I think he would be hot, like. I, I mean, you know what? It's like in Utah, where I'm from, like, it's really not that big of a deal. That, that's fire. So it's like, I thought New York was liberal. Like, let's get liberal people. Come on now. Yeah, it's like Angelina Jolie and her brother type vibes. Like, they used to make out and stuff. Yeah, and I'm gonna dare say it, it was kind of hot. <laughs> no, for sure. They're both two very attractive people. They are. They definitely are. You kind of give me Angelina Jolie vibes. I get that a lot. You do? Especially since... Um, I have my hair slicked back, but I have like really short bangs. Mm-hmm. And for a moment, it was like blonde. And everyone was like, when I go out, you look like Angelina Jolie from Girl Interrupted. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And like the girls got it, but then guys were like, Oh, you look like a crackhead. Right. Okay. You're like, it's <laughs> actually the crackhead means hot as shit yeah, when it yeah. comes to women. Yes. And how women look at other women. Other women, yeah. Like it was definitely to appeal to the girls, not the guys. Yes. Love that. I'm gonna go to dinner with this dude. Mm. And I wanna dress up. Yeah. And I was like, I have no fucking lingerie. I'm looking through my stuff and I find the Lana Rhodes with Yandy like collab you guys did. Oh, the Valentine's Day one? Yes. Oh, And fine. I'm going to be wearing that tonight. I mean, I love that obviously because <laughs> I made it, but I also feel like lawn, like wearing lingerie, like obviously I have a lingerie line. Uh-huh. Um, you th- you don't think like guys care? I feel like it's chokey, like kind of like we were talking about like the intros. Like, I feel like lingerie is out. Okay, so what the fuck should I do? Because that's literally the only present where What are you going to wear to dinner? Like a little dress. A little dress. Yeah, just like don't wear underwear under it. Like just okay. be completely naked. But that's literally like me every time I wear a dress. Like yeah. I don't wear underwear. And that's, that's the vibe. But I know, but I need to do something like extra. I could wear underwear with wear, a hole where wear, the vagina wear is. Wear a butt plug. Oh my God, to they dinner. Have, yeah, they have like Valentine's Day ones too. Like go get like a little heart one. <laughs> okay, but like, is that kind of crazy if I'm walking or will it I just I feel like stay? it would be a little uncomfortable. It's not going to fall out unless. <laughs> <laughs> no, my butthole, it will stay in. Okay, okay. everybody. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I was going to make a little joke. Me like, unless you've done a lot of anal, but I don't think that even matters. I don't think that necessarily matters, but like. No, I was about to do some TMI that I'm not about to get into at all. I'm going to stop myself right now. Maybe like a hemorrhoid issue one time that did happen to me. Yeah. And we can talk about it, but now my butthole is it's, fine. It's good. And it wasn't from anal. Maybe I'm trying to, I don't think you get, do you get them from anal? I know you get them from pregnancy. I never got one, but I know it's like a thing. Yeah. Well, I've never admitted that. And I don't know why I'm talking about it right now, to be honest. It it makes the other girls watching who have them feel more comfortable. Preparation H, if you don't (laughs) fucking slide into my DMs after that admission, like, it's over. They have to at this point. No, they have to. They should. I feel like you're a great spokesmodel for them. You're beautiful. Like, no one would look at you and be like, oh, she's had a hemorrhoid. (laughs) You're making it glamorous. I'm wearing a blazer. Like, girls with hemorrhoids don't wear blazers, (laughs) except they do. They do. But, like, I'm normalizing it. Yes. Preparation age. Preparation age. So we met four or five years ago at some random bar, and... I remember meeting you and you were so nice and so oh, thank sweet. You. Thank you. I think that's why I made the intimidating comment because I just think Lana Rose, like, so hot, like, you know, has all of his success. And then you were very calm and, like, soft-spoken and sweet and, like, a girl's girl. Yeah, yeah. I got this comment the other day, too. I really? was at, like, um this basketball team's, um, what's it called? Super Bowl party. Okay. And like all the guys there are just my friends. Mm -hmm. And so there were these other two really hot girls. And I was like, hey, do you like want to meet my friend so-and-so? Because like I thought he might want to talk to them. Uh And they were like, wait, what's your Instagram? And I was like, oh, or no, they're like, what's your name? And I'm like, Lana. And they're like, oh, wait, are you blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yeah. And they were like, wait, why are you so nice? Like, why (laughs) wouldn't I be nice? Like, what? Yeah. 
I've actually gotten comments like that before too. And it's like so weird. Like, why would you just want to be mean for right. no reason? I feel like you must be a miserable person if you're just walking around being mean. Yes, but also I'll see, I never check Reddit, but like even comments like on pictures or in my DMs, oh my God, I met you or on Reddit, like I met her and she was actually so nice. Really nice, yeah. I think they like assume I'm going to be like yeah. super like. And if you're like a, you're an attractive woman, especially like I've known with me my entire life, I'm like a bit quiet, like you've mentioned. So people will be like, oh, she's not talking to us because she thinks she's better than us or she's a bitch. It's like, that's not the case at all. Yeah. I just didn't think that you would want to talk to me. Right. Don't judge a book by its cover. That's corny as shit, but it's so true. No, it is. And I feel like I've been really trying to not do that. Yeah. Because I kind of, I think we all do it, like our first judgment. Yeah, and I definitely think if it's people online, you should wait to meet them in person, regardless of whether there's someone that's been canceled or they just have a really bad reputation. Because some of the people that I've met have been the kindest towards me um like people that I've worked with who have treated me amazing and I just don't get like the vibe from them that's portrayed from them online also if you're like hanging around in a group of people whether it's your friend or acquaintance and they tell you they had like a really bad interaction with a certain person you've never met yeah I'll automatically write them off as if they're a cunt yeah. And I feel like you can't. It depends on like my relationship with whoever is saying that and like exactly what they did. Like obviously if it's my best friend, she's saying like someone sexually harassed her or something like that, then I'm yes. going to be mean yes. to them. But that, that, yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, sometimes also like with other women, like they can be catty. I've had friends that like barely know another girl and they're like, oh, she's a bitch or like she's dumb or this and that. And then I've got to know them and it's like, it's complete bullshit. Yeah. What they were saying about them. So for everyone listening, we are nice as shit and just <laughs> fucking know that. Just know that. Remember that. Um. Okay. I have so many things I want to talk to you about. I was actually listening to your interview with Emily Ratajkowski that you did. Oh, yeah. And you shared a lot on there. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to, like, make you re-share or, you know, repeat yourself. Yeah. I think I do want to talk about the porn. Mm -hmm. The porn. The porn. The way I said that. (laughs) The the fucking porn. So you did porn for, like, two months of your life. Of like four months total. Which or is, sorry, sorry, no, it was eight months total. But it was in like two four-month increments. You made a comment saying that you think it can be harmful and then that got like all twisted into Lana thinks sex work is bad or whatever. Or that it should be illegal. Oh, which, that's what it got twisted into. So we were speaking about like the downsides of the industry and like there's things that should be done for the girls who still want to work in that industry to keep them safer. Mm -hmm. And so I had made a comment, perhaps that it should be illegal until those things are resolved, not like necessarily the act of doing porn or sex work, but like predatory agents and managers, um, like the things that make the girls unprotected, like those things should be illegal, Mm -hmm. you know? Yes. 
Do you think it takes a certain type of girl to be able to do porn in a way that is not detrimental or does not hurt them? Um, I think even the girls that, like, you would say, okay, yeah, like, they were fit to do porn. They've definitely all have had some negative experiences Mm -hmm. that they did not deserve to go through. Because, like, it's just a different kind of job, you know, like, if it's your body and one of the most intimate things that you can do with your body, there really needs to be a lot of respect and care put into that because it can become traumatizing really quickly with such a like sensitive part of you. Yeah. Um, So I would say even my friends who have no gripe with having done porn, they still have some negative experiences that they shouldn't have went through. Mm -hmm. Um, But for me, one thing that I will say that like, contributed to me having such a short time in it and also majority of my experiences being negative was the part that I'm just not very sexual person and so it's extremely like not your personality not my personalities um so like if I'm not doing it in real life why should I think that I should paid to do it I guess and like force myself to do things that I wouldn't usually do right is what I'm trying to say yeah but you were younger I feel like you (laughs) probably 19 19 (laughs) yeah so as you've gotten older you know more and more about who you are and the things you are right yeah yeah and just like accepting myself more for who I am I mean still not completely like I personally don't like how reserved I am sexually like all my friends um like can hook up with guys and like have more fun in that regard and I have tried to like one time um, just like even a few months ago, one of my girlfriends and this guy that I've like kissed and stuff. It's like, yeah, let's have a three-way. Like we go to do it. <laughs> the fact that you just went like this with your hands. just shows how not sexual yeah. I am. And I ran, a- like they started doing it and I literally ran away and got an Uber. <laughs> you how- ran out of the room? Like the house. The house. I ran out of the house. That's how bad it is. And it's not that I want to be like that. Yeah. It's not like... And, like, some people be like, oh, like she's just trying to make it seem like she, like, changed. Like, I was always like this. You've been like that from the beginning. <laughs> yes. I was with one person sexually before I did porn. How do you define a sexual person? Someone who likes sex. Yeah, like, so, like, for example, literally all my friends, um, which, by the way, none of these girls are sex workers or anything, um, like, they'd probably, like, hook up with a guy, like, maybe once or twice a month. Like, casual. Like, casually, yeah. Mm. Um, And I haven't hooked up with anyone for, like, almost a year now. A year? Yeah. Okay, so that's... And it's not, like, a choice. It's that I don't think that I can do it even like again just a few days ago the same guy that the situation <laughs> happened with um, that you ran out of the house yeah okay. he, like he's my friend like we've like made out and stuff and so me and my two girlfriends one of them that was part of the three-way that didn't happen was there too they and we're gonna give you a second chance yes, of redemption yeah so we were at a hotel room with him and I was like look 
because he's also friends with the last guy that I slept with. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't want this guy to be in my last body. Like, I need to move on. Like, I'm going to close my eyes and my friends are going to hold my hands. Can you, you please just do it? Couldn't do it. <laughs> He's like, I literally just lost my boner. Is that I mean, what? No, like he still was down to do it. Like I he's was my like, friend. wait a second, guy will never lose and their boner. But keep in mind, like we are, I'm drunk as shit, and like I did some K. Like realistically, all your inhibitions should be gone at that point, and you should be able to have sex. But I still couldn't. Okay, so, but I feel like the K would make me every time I do it, <laughs> I melt like I literally have to like sit like this oh I didn't do that much so the first time I did it I went into a k-hole but this time it wasn't it wasn't bad okay so you were feeling good yeah like I was feeling good like we were watching just like joking around like it was good a good experience so did you end up having sex no (laughs) we all just fell asleep in the same bed after watching like anime so the sexual thing you are still working on. Yes. I, I think like maybe um I know I have like low dopamine and like other things wrong with me. So I don't know like chemically with my brain if it has to do with that. I kind of wanted to ask my doctor for um an oxytocin spray like nasal spray. So That's basically a thing. yeah, so it helps people with like BPD, which I do have. And then I'm going to get an autism assessment soon. Mm-hmm. So it might be like due to those two things. Well, I don't know if it's a low sex. So I also have trouble like just forming like room. Like I don't like people often. Okay. Like I have liked one person in the past like four years. Okay. And, like, I also want to be able to, like, romantically like people. So it's not just a sexual thing. It's, like, low romantic interest, low sexual interest. It might be, like, an oxytocin mm-hmm. issue and not having enough of that chemical. So basically it's, like, a, a bonding hormone, which you discreet, like, after you have a baby or when you're in love. And I just think that I don't produce enough of that. So okay. I'm interested to see if I got this nasal spray, if I could just, like, snort some up my nose and then like socialize and if I would be able to experience those types of feelings and emotions more frequently yeah that's fascinating yeah that there's a spray yeah I knew there was a ketamine spray oh yeah yeah I didn't, I didn't know there was an oxytocin one yeah it's an oxytocin spray and it's supposed to be really good for um people with autism I feel like my sexual drive and why I'm like wondering why maybe I'm not as sexual as I thought I was. Yeah. Is different than yours. But me romantically bonding with someone, I've talked about this openly. I have never been in love. Oh, really? Never. Never once. I think for me, it's because of past trauma. Yeah. You know? But. Like, how do you know that you've never been in love? That's a great question. Like, I'm genuinely curious. I'm genuinely curious, too, because I don't really know. If I've never been in it, then maybe I don't know. But I've never let my walls down enough to be fully um, committed to someone. Yeah. 100% in and let them be 100% in. I feel like love has to have some of that. Or you don't think so? 
Um, my perception on it has definitely changed as I've gotten older. Like it would take a lot for me now to let someone in in that way. Mm -hmm. And just because I've become more particular as I've gotten older. But have you ever like, so obviously there's like different forms of love. So there's like, there's like the like infatuation. Have you experienced that? So you've experienced infatuation. Mm And so you're speaking of like love in the deeper sense, like a genuine like care and yes, for someone like putting them above your own needs. Exactly. Perhaps. Exactly. I always have one foot in and one foot out. Like I always kind of have this escape plan, whether I consciously recognize it or not. Yeah, that's interesting. Do you think that means I've never been in love then? I'm... I'm trying to think. I think there's probably like one person that like I've protected out of love and also um, have never like tried to hurt when they've upset me. Maybe okay. maybe like one person. Did you put their needs above mine? Yeah. You did? Yeah. In a healthy way? Um, no, because I definitely should have. It's not like they were doing that for me. So okay. they didn't. It's not like they deserved it. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know if it's that they didn't deserve it, but it wasn't like an equal give and take of like caring or um, protecting each other. Right. I just think, you know, how people say, like when I ask people, how did you know he was the one mm-hmm. when people got married? Yeah. And they're like, you just know. Um, they're probably, I don't think anyone's the <laughs> they're, one. They're full of shit. Yeah, I don't think anyone's the one. I totally agree. Soulmates are not a thing. Yeah. Sorry, I know it's Valentine's Day, but like, it's just. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're Scrooges. Um, yeah, I think like, I used to be really into soulmates, astrology and all of that. But honestly, just think it's like something to pray on mentally ill people. <laughs> yeah. I just think you can fall in love again and again and again if you're not me or Lana. Yeah, yeah. For other people. Well, I do. It just takes me longer. Yeah. But I am starting to realize because I will get really obsessed with the one person that I like randomly will fall in love with. And I'm starting to realize like, it's okay. Like you're going to like meet someone again and think, go through the whole thing again, like thinking that they're your soulmate. And that's and that okay. It's like, no, yeah. And like, you just realize, okay, I felt this way before. So it's really not that important. Like just move move the fuck on yeah you know I think part of the reason I don't fully fall in love is obviously I'm like scared of getting hurt and trust issues and like the whole thing yeah but I was not even planning on talking about love and here we are it's Valentine's Day it is Valentine's Day (laughs) um okay how old is your baby he just turned two last month that is so cute yeah. And is he here with you? Yeah, he is. Not in the studio. Well, I wish he was. Yeah. Well, we wouldn't be able to get anything done. <laughs> Between the baby and the iPad, like, we'd be fucked. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you have not been public with the baby daddy. No. And that's on purpose. Yeah. Do you ever plan to be? No. 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 Is the dad in the baby's life? I'm not really, not really, no, at this point. I asked that because I have been kind of coming to these, like, I had certain views, and ever since I turned 30, 31, 
Yeah. I am now kind of seeing things very differently. Mm -hmm. And I grew up with a single mom. Same. Yeah. So it doesn't really seem strange to me at all. Right. At all. It's like the only way that you can imagine it really. Yeah. So I've always been like, I'm going to freeze my eggs. If I have to get a sperm donor, which my biological dad essentially was, is, then that's the way I want to do it. And now I'm like thinking about it. And you mentioned this in the interview with Emily. Mm -hmm. You said like you were in the airport having to like take the stroller and carry all the bags and stuff. Yeah. And I, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Were you insinuating like you have moments where you're like, it would be nice. Yeah, I definitely have moments where I'm like, oh, fuck, like I'm struggling. Like my neighbor, so I have an apartment here in New York. My neighbors across the hall have a six-month-old baby and they're a couple. And it's like, yeah, it probably would be a lot easier. Like if I need help, I have to schedule certain hours with my nanny to help me. Like she has a life too, like she's not going to be available. Or like carrying things, like I'm not as strong as a man, like I can't do all that. Like there's definitely times that I struggle and I think about like my child's father and I'm like, you fucking asshole. Like if you're not going to help me carry these bags right now, you should be paying someone to help me carry them. Um, Yeah, absolutely. We can talk about that off air. I mean, but you also make your own money. Yeah, I make my own money. And for me, a lot of people will make comments like, oh, like, why don't you go after him for child support or whatever. But for me, it's like all about protecting my child. If the dad's not interested in seeing your child, hasn't really shown to have a care in the world about him mm-hmm. and almost has like a negative mindset about it, I would then have to give him rights to my child, put him on the birth certificate, which he's not on. And my child would possibly have to go be alone with him without me. And I wouldn't be able to protect my child. And I don't know if this man is safe for my child to be around. So I don't take child support because I want to (laughs) protect my child from this person that I barely know. Like, I'm not saying that he would do something, but like, you don't fucking know that. And he hasn't had the best attitude towards it. So that's why I don't, because I care more about my child than getting like a little bit of help. no idea that it was structured that way yeah yeah if I want child support then I have to give him rights to my child like I could fight him for it but there's not no there's not like um a guarantee that I would win and also I don't want his name on the birth certificate I mean I mean I think I think it would be cute um, you do I mean, his like yeah I feel like he should have both of his parents names on it okay but um until like his dad would want like be really positive about wanting to be involved, then I'm not going to push anything. Yeah. Did and you? Then, like if he wants to help, then he can. But if he doesn't want to, then he can keep his money. Yeah. And he hasn't reached out to be like, can I help? We actually spoke the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't know where it's going to go. I actually ran into him a few months ago for the first time in a few years. Um, That's kind of crazy. Yeah, it was definitely strange. Yeah. Um, and it was it was weird because it was like, I have a kid with this person, but it honestly felt like looking at a stranger, which mm-hmm. I think is so weird. Yeah. 
I, when I met my biological dad, because I have met him. Yeah. It was like, he's a stranger and I had no idea how I was supposed to act. How you're supposed to feel or act. Yeah. yeah. And it was very bizarre. Yeah. And I also hate like when I feel like I don't feel the way that I'm supposed to feel in certain situations, like with the sex thing or the love thing or like running into someone that I'm supposed to have like all these emotion towards because we have a child, but it feels like nothing. Yeah. And you don't like that. Yeah. I don't like it. I want to feel how I think I'm supposed to feel. But you're not supposed to feel anyway. That's I mean, the, that's that's the therapist who has no license, like no therapy license yeah. saying that. But I think I do that to myself a lot where I'm like, I should be feeling a certain way about this. And then I'll feel even worse because I'm not. Yeah. And exactly. it's like you, your feelings are your feelings, you know? Yeah. Or lack thereof. <laughs> or lack thereof. And that's what I'm trying to like accept about myself lately too. Is the lack of. In certain situations where I think I should be feeling something. Sometimes I feel a lot and then other times it's just not what I think. Like mm-hmm. like I've had boyfriends um, in the past like few years and I had to like break up with them because I felt like I didn't feel the way that I was supposed to feel. And that made me feel really bad. It's not like I don't want to have love. It just. It um, hasn't happened for you. Yeah, lately. Or I just like don't. Like I was saying, I just don't like people often the way I'm supposed to like them. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking about how you said, I will be in relationships and have to break up with them because you don't mm-hmm. have those feelings. Yeah. And I stopped getting in relationships because yeah, of it. But you shouldn't feel bad about breaking up with them. I cheat. Like I've cheated um, in almost every relationship. Really? I've I've never cheated in my life, but it's probably also because I don't have sex <laughs> yeah. anyway. But it wasn't even like a sexual it was like thing. An emotion thing. It was a it was a this is my We're way of breaking up with you, yeah. but I'm too much of a pussy. Trying to get them to fuck off of it. Yeah. yeah but I'm too much of a pussy to do it. Yeah. You know? I've thought about doing that. Just because I can't break up with people either, really. Yeah. I would, I would stick, I mean, if you can't do the breakup thing, like, that's what I would stick with. Yeah, I, I usually will just, like, I think just ignore them. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just disappear. disappear yeah. Like, the threesome, just, like, run out of the house never to be seen again. Yeah. One time with my ex, he, like, really pissed me off on a vacation. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to drop you off, like, after we got off the plane. I'm going to just block him. <laughs> Wait, so you landed at the airport? Well, it was it was with Mike and it was for like his birthday trip actually, which is even more fucked up. We went to Aspen and we had a private plane and I drove him home after. Just like, bye. Because I didn't feel like arguing with him anymore. But did you tell him like, I'm out for real? Or were you just like, bye? And no, then- we had argued the whole trip. So like, I just didn't want to argue anymore. So I just blocked him after I left. I don't think I didn't talk to him for a few weeks. Yeah. I don't blame you for that. <laughs> Not because it's like, but like you needed your space. Maybe well, could have been more communicative. Yeah. I mean, and sometimes like there's nothing else left to say. Like True. you tell someone so many times what they need to do to mm-hmm. fix things. And if they keep fucking up, like what more is there to say? And you just need time. Yeah. Or just to never talk to them again. I <laughs> totally agree. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like. You've obviously, and you talked about this again on that interview, that you have struggled with binge eating 
right? Yeah, not anymore. Not anymore. Um, shout out to Wellbutrin. Shout out Wellbutrin. <laughs> shout out Propranolol yeah. on my end. <laughs> shout out Lunesta. Like, I go down the yeah, list. Facts. I'm tr- I really, though, kind of want to, like, slowly get off some things. Yeah, I just quit my Wellbutrin. That hasn't come back. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's because I started taking gabapentin. Which I guess is a mood stabilizer, but I had originally just started it for insomnia. And it's like taken me to a level where I was able to quit Protec and Wellbutrin. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Can, that's amazing. Yeah. Can I get some? Because <laughs> I literally have the worst insomnia in my life. Um, I mean, you, my doctor gave it to me pretty easily. So if you want to. like asking me, like, you yeah. could like deal it to me. No, but obviously... You get comments about your body all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Recently saying you're skinny. Yes. Yeah, Just straight up. Can we say I'm, that? I'm skinny. I look like a crackhead. I blow coke and I'm doing meth. I was say, and I'm bloated. And I was about to be like, <laughs> they no. can't. That's just <laughs> no, we're not bloated. <laughs> um, do those comments get to you? I don't really like the drug comments just because I don't really do drugs all that often. Like I know I said I did ketamine a few days ago but this is maybe like once a month and so it's not like doing drugs consistently enough for it to change my appearance and there's a huge difference yeah there's a party like every once in a while when I'm partying yeah like it's fashion week like yeah I'm gonna do something if I feel like it yes it's not a necessity but if I feel like it yes I only drink like twice a month too so I'm like what the fuck are you guys talking about right so the drug comments annoy you. Yeah, it's annoying because one, I don't feel like I look like a crackhead. Like I have nice skin. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, the what they're talking about is like, I have You're not really, really wearing makeup. Yeah, like so I that have. that makes you a, cr- a crackhead if you don't wear makeup. Maybe. I just, so this is what it is. I have really skinny arms and really bony like um, this, but it always is like that even when I'm bigger. Like I'm just more bottom heavy. Mm. Um. And so now that I have, like, I'm skinnier than I was before, it's extremely prominent. But I'm not, like, the rest of my body doesn't look as skinny as this. The top. Like, this looks anorexic. Like You're, like, like the opposite bony. of bony. Yeah, it's, like, bony, but it's, the rest isn't like that. You're a pear. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm a pear. Um, yeah, those comments sometimes will get to me. Actually, you know what's really fucked up? What? That you look too skinny, she looks sick, comments don't. But then I put on some weight and got comments from people saying like, oh. About the weight. And those kind of like annoyed me a little bit, which is fucked up. That's the thing is no matter which way it is, they're going to say something. Because after having my baby, it was, she looks like the Pillsbury Doughboy now. And then like they wonder why I lost weight. Right. And like, but you just have to accept that whether you're fatter, skinnier, or you look exactly how they want you to look, they're still going to have something always, bad to say. Always, always, always something to say. Yeah. Guys, something just <laughs> occurred to me before I wrap this up. <laughs> And it has to do with sex work, which we talked about 55 minutes ago. (laughs) The reason I brought that up has to do with me having different opinions than I used to have in the past. Mm -hmm. And I used to be 
pro sex work no matter what. Yeah. Fucking go for it. Feminism. And now I just want to be a little bit more careful about how I talk about it. Mm-hmm. Because it is such a sensitive, serious thing. You know, yeah, the yeah, type definitely. of work it is. Because like young girls who maybe like me... Um, they didn't really realize what all it entailed yeah. getting into it. They're like, yeah, feminism. Like, I can do whatever the fuck I want with my body. I'm going to be like the girls next door in Playboy and jump on trampolines and have pool parties. Like, they don't see the part of that. And you have real. to go have sex with a 90-year-old man. Like, <laughs> And so I feel like, yeah, it should be a more careful conversation and not glamorized. Yes, which I – like, I – had been up until this point, I swear yeah. to God, glamorizing the fuck out of it and normalizing. Mm-hmm. Like, just do it. And I just want to be a little bit more careful. And I think that was worth me saying. Oh, yeah, totally. Because especially if, like, I feel like a lot of your fans are younger girls mm-hmm. have, like, consumed that content from you before. Like, it's it's good for them to hear that. Totally. You know? Totally. You never know what, like, who's considering going into that. Yeah. And then they hear me saying, like, fucking do it. Like, what's taking you this long? (laughs) Like, I don't, that's not the message I'm trying to put out there. Yeah. But, Lana, I am so appreciative and I've been wanting to do this interview forever. And thank you. No, thank you. And it was nice to see you again. Yeah. For more than like five minutes. I love it. Do you have anything you want to plug? I am working on my own clothing line. I have a few modeling campaigns coming out this year. You're a full-time model. I guess since 2024, like since the new year, we've booked like four like pretty good campaigns. Just like out of nowhere. I was like, okay. (laughs) I just saw the Gia one. The Gia one, which was so last minute. Then I booked another one that I'm really excited about. Then I've had another one booked. Then I did another one a few weeks ago that hasn't come out yet. Okay. And it all happened like after the first of the year. Like I wasn't expecting it. Did you manifest it? You know, a year ago when I did my first show for Alexander Wang, I was like, okay, I want to model now, like get all this. And I was like, oh, well, nothing's happening. And then all of a sudden recently it started happening, which is so crazy because I've talked about this before, but everything I've ever like written in my journal that I wanted or like tried to manifest, it's always come like exactly a year after I've written it down. It's weird. I'm writing in my juicy notebook right after You need a manifestation journal. Like I I swear to God, if I showed you my journal, even down to having like, I don't want to say that. (laughs) You can tell me that one later. Like my kid, like down to that, like. That's, you didn't want to say that? I think that's beautiful. So it wasn't necessarily like, I was, okay, I was obsessed with the person that I have a kid with. And it wasn't like, oh, I want to have a kid with him. But it was like, I want him forever. Yeah. Technically, I have him forever. You do. (laughs) You do. Also, that can be your subconscious. I heard that when you are super, (laughs) super into someone, your subconscious craves their sperm. Really? Yeah. So maybe that's what happened. That is what happened. He's going to see this and be like, oh, my God. (laughs) I doubt. I doubt he'll be seeing it. So few is enough. Hopefully not. I'll be like, why are you stalking me anyway? Yeah, you're. Why are you watching my interviews? You're obsessed with me now. (laughs) You always flip it around on them. Okay, Lana. Thank you so much, Sluts. I will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. They're sluts. 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 It's my version of sluts.